Hello and welcome to the world's cricket show, the world's favourite cricket show with me, Adam Bakehill, and also the other guy, Sadie Kerr. Hey. How you doing, Sadie? Yeah, good, thanks. What's up? We are recording on Zoom this week. Real throwback. Through the magic of the internet telephone. It is, yeah, it feels like lockdown again. Is that is it sort of warm, fuzzy memories that we used to be doing these recordings? I've Zoom. upgraded my bookcase in that time, so I've, I've got a background to be proud of. Yeah, that looks like, looks computer generated, mate. There's a few cricket books actually on it. Some of which, one or two of which I've read. Lots how of many, not. How many of the books on that bookcase have you read? Uh, I can see about thirty. How many of them have you read? Thirty. It's a, it's a select. It's an edit. It's an edit. <laughs> um, Probably at least half a dozen. And by red, I mean actually red all the way through. But yes, we are uh, we're we're on Zoom tonight. So I'm I'm at my gaff. You're at your gaff. I've ended up being inside the uh, when we first suggested it because basically we're just just trying to just trying to squeeze in a quick pod before the uh, the next test kicks off. I did say I could swing round to your house for the recording, but you were sort of strangely uh, unkeen on that idea. Um, he said, "Might as well stay. Might as well stay put, mate." But I, at one point, I thought I might have to record in my car, like do a zoom from my car, just on the driveway. And um, I'm slightly concerned uh, that I might wake up one or both of my children during this recording because I'm quite close to both of their bedrooms. It seemed to have got away with it, but I was a bit—I was most nervous about the introduction. Hello, and well, I've just done it again. So we'll see. We'll see. I'll try not to make up. you laugh too hard. That should be difficult. If they do steam in, are you going to do the kind of the sort of BBC news, just kind of swipe them out of the way, <laughs> hurry them out the door? Well, we, we've got quite a bit of cricket to talk about tonight. You, you, you're swigging a beer there, I can see. Is... Nice little non-alcoholic beer, yeah. Yeah, all part of the new weight loss regime. Trying to shift <laughs> those pounds. Just guzzling non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> maybe, maybe water. All hours of the day. No, but just get, oh, I don't know. It's only got... 23 calories i think it's probably the biggest well it's the biggest grift since bottled water isn't it non-alcoholic beer we've walked straight walked straight into it um well anyway as i was saying we've got quite a lot of cricket to talk about um we're gonna try and this will probably just be a reasonably well we're intending for it to be a reasonably um pc uh recap of what's just happened in uh in ranch I mean, listeners will be able to see, they will They will know how successful we've been in limiting ourselves to a sort of bite-sized episode this time because they'll be able to see the, the length and whether I've managed to um, sort of rein myself in. But yeah, we're, we're hoping to, to go through uh, reasonably breezily because uh, the, the the next test in this India-England series starts very, very soon. It starts on, on Friday. But we just want to catch up uh, on where we are. We recorded a pod after the first test, which England won. Didn't fancy it after the second, um, which India won, but India have now won again, but we sort of feel we can't really, you know, at some point, I suppose, you have to come back to the table, don't you? Face the music. So a very quick recap. So the, the, the as I say, obviously India won the second test, and then the third test in Rajkot, uh, batting first, they posted 445. Um, they actually got off to a very rocky start. England were well in the game on the first one, and they had India 33 for three at one point with Mark Wood back in the side um, taking wickets. But India 
steadied the ship uh, and then scored a lot of runs from the ship uh, with Rohit Sharma and Ravindra Jadeja, Ravindra Jadeja uh, making hundreds. England, in response, were going very well. And at the end of the second day, it seemed like Baz Ball was king um, with Ben Duckett scoring a quite extraordinary century. He made 153 from 151 balls. But there was a, a dreadful collapse on the third morning um, to go from 224 for two to 319 all out. Mohamed Sirar taking four wickets. Uh, India then ground their way to 430. Well, not really ground. That's, that's a bit unfair, isn't it? They actually they, they scored a, more than four and over. Um, but it, it felt like a grind as, as an England fan watching it. They made 430 for four. They cleared Yashasvi Jaiswell with his second consecutive double hundred in this series. 214 not out. That set England 557 to win. Uh, and they were bowled out in less than 40 overs for 122 with five wickets for Jadeja. Uh, to give India the win by 434 runs. That is both India's biggest ever victory in Test cricket uh, by runs and England's biggest ever defeat in Test cricket by runs. Um, so what... Do you make of this? So I suppose, you know, the only conclusion here is uh, bad ball's been found out. It's all over. Well, exactly. Done deal. End of pod, I think. Move on. Yeah, pretty categoric. I mean, I, I'm not, I don't think either of us would be, would have been in the least bit surprised had you told us a couple of weeks ago or whenever it was that India would go on to win the next two tests. Um, it's a pretty sort of, it's a relatively familiar pattern, isn't it? I mean, after the, the last series. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I guess when we sort of spoke about England kind of rewriting cricket uh, and sort of rewriting the rule books and, and the uh, the record books, it seems like their ambition is just to literally rewrite all of the record books, wins and defeats, um, and just, yeah, plaster their name across the uh, the top of basically every stat going. We're going to lose 4-1, aren't we? I saw, there were some very optimistic people on Twitter saying, um, you know, it's here for England to win 3-2. It's the basball way, um, which I do, I, I do admire. And of course, I'll, I'll, I'll eat these words. But yeah, it's just a tough place. I think we knew it was a tough place to go. We said it was going to be, well, obviously it's a tough place to go. But we said it was going to be, um, yeah, it, you, you can't just do the same thing every time and expect to win everything. So yeah, I, I do think elements of, elements of, the, um, uh, of the decision-making stuff have been, uh, uh, maybe need a bit of finessing. Uh, yeah. Clearly, though, it's not sort of basball over. Yeah, I think on our preview, we summed, I sort of quite brilliantly summed it up by saying um, England will definitely England have got a better chance than than they have for a very long time uh, coming to India. But you know, at a certain point, does cricketing logic have to kick in? You know, how how much how how much gravity can England defy even with basball? But that's sort of what we're seeing in this series. Like, yeah, the first test was extraordinary and that was basball that was a triumph of basball i'm going to use the word basball a lot <laughs> on this on this podcast and it's kind of, there's something kind of funny about it the way it like commentators are you know it's just like a it's just a sort of accepted word now it's, it's in the dictionary um like and you've got sort of very serious people you know sober commentators here well i think unfortunately basball just doesn't really work like it's quite a quite a silly word in so <laughs> <laughs> when you when you strip it back, but um, but yeah, the first test was like a triumph for basketball, but now India have 
shown that, you know, for all its uh, merits, there are limits. But I have found myself very frustrated with, with some of the discourse in the aftermath of this game. I mean, a couple of things first. Like, I think we said on the last pod, uh, in the Bowsball era, even the games that England have lost have been incredibly close, which was slightly counterintuitive because you'd think that that Bowsball, uh, <laughs> do you know Bowsball, that, that Bowsball <laughs> style, that kind of attacking gung-ho, if you like, philosophy, would sometimes work and sometimes would go disastrously wrong. But it actually hadn't. Like even there had been games that England lost, but they'd all been really, really close, and the margins of defeat had been really, really close. And this one, on the face of it, wasn't. Yeah, this this looks like it was the one where it did all unravel and did all go wrong. That said, I think this was actually probably a closer game than the scoreline suggests. I mean, yeah, obviously by the end it wasn't close, but halfway through, at the end of day two. It was very evenly poised, and actually, the the chat then was about you know England again are showing that basketball can work in India, but then it it all just fell apart, yeah, you know, and went horribly wrong. But it, it was it was a good game of cricket. This, as much as it it ended this way, it didn't feel like to me it didn't feel like the kind of slacking that that England have been on on the wrong side of um, in India and in Australia, you know, in in the recent past. So. This even this defeat, which is the biggest <laughs> by runs in England's history, didn't feel quite like that. And one other thing on the margin is that, and this is where it does start to sound dangerously cultish, you know. And you know, there may be may well be people listening to this, perhaps uh, Australian and and other international listeners who may think that no, I sound brainwashed, that I've been baswashed. But genuinely, I think. <laughs> It ended up being such a massive margin of the field. The reason why the margin is so huge is because of Basball, because India actually batted on much longer and piled up a much bigger target than they would have done against the England team a couple of years ago, because they genuinely worry that if they set England 450, they might get it. So they needed to set them 550. So obviously then they batted badly and it all went horribly wrong, but yeah, it it was only possible for it to be the biggest margin of the beating in England's history because India are legitimately concerned about England's ability and, and England's ability to take massive scores. So, yeah, I mean, I suppose on that point, I think it is a fair point, and you're 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 spot on. Although, is it is that a good thing though? It's like, are we are England just saying to the opposition now, just whenever you're on top, you're going to have to absolutely bury us, basically. Uh, yeah. I, 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 yeah, it didn't change the result. I mean, it, that's the thing. It's kind of, well, no, of course, yeah. um, and, it didn't give them a better chance of winning the match. I suppose it gave them a marginally better chance of, of a draw. But Yes, and also, as I say, it does start to sound a bit like a cold and, or, or, or sound, sound a bit like um, Paul on the Traitors. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know Paul and like very, very... Became ever more pleased with how well he was playing the game, and then, and then when he was eventually double crossed by Harry in his talking head afterwards, it's like it just goes to show I'm so good at this game that I even taught Harry how to betray me yeah. and, and screw me over. And it's like, yeah, we're so good, England are now so good, and Basball is so good that they've even enabled the opposition to absolutely 
thrashed them by the biggest margin of defeat in their history. Yeah. Two things, just two quick things to mention. One is that, again, just about general cricket discourse, like Duckett's innings, you know, not... 10 days or two weeks after the Pope innings, Duckett's innings is now, is now the finest innings ever. It's been, it's been <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, like it was a great knock, like undoubtedly. Uh, and he, he played beautifully, but yeah. is it like, I don't know. It just, you know, it's like one of the great innings. It's like, it, we've gone over this obviously before, but it's utterly meaningless at this point to say that. And I think particularly BBC sport are so guilty of it. Massa did say it was one of the greatest innings you've ever seen in test history. And it's like, yeah, wow. Well, <laughs> How many are on this list for that to be there? I mean, it, it was extraordinary, but I think there is like it was extraordinary at the time. But there, there has to be a virtue in waiting till the end of the match before <laughs> making statements like that because, yeah, like in the end, it meant absolutely, you know, it meant nothing by innings because England lost and lost heavily. Surely a relevant factor is whether it contributes to a victory, uh, you know. So, yeah, it, it, it was a great innings, but I'm with you. It, it can't be. Yeah, I don't think it's even necessarily in the top ten in the ba- top ten basketball innings. So anyway, that we cleared that up. But I think you know, as we sort of in our preview uh, mentioned, I I think I, you might have mentioned it, but I'll claim you know I claim credit. I think the thing that you'd say is England are two one down uh, in the series um, against an India side that has obviously not had Kohli. That you know Ashwin was um, uh, you know kind of taken out of, out, of the, out of the action in this test for, for a chunk of it. Um, you know, there have been other injuries as well, other players that just you know, haven't been available. So, it, you know, India have been far, far from settled. But at, at the end of the day, you just, you know, you look at the the weight of runs that, that um, the Indian batsmen have, have been able to produce, um, which which England, well, certainly in the last two tests, haven't. Um and then you know you look at the spinners, and obviously this this was chatted about as a pace friendly track, which um, you know which and it did did reward that you know Siraj and and Mark Wood um, had a lot of joy, um, but at the end of the day, actually, when you look at the bowling attack in its rounded self, you know the Indian bowling attack is better than England's at the moment uh, on this tour, as, as well as you know Hartley did in that first test. Yeah, between him, Root, and Ryan Ahmed. Um, they didn't get a huge amount of joy in this match, and then you've, you know, at the other end, a sort of a rare moment of Jimmy Anderson going for for quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of runs in that second innings. So yeah, I, you know, sort of overall, it's not hugely surprising um, that England are, are down in the series when you look at the two sides and when you look at the performances so far. Well, obviously the performances, but when you look at the just on paper the two sides, um, yeah. So uh, you know, clearly, yeah. clearly there are, yeah, there's a limit. There is a limit to basketball in the sense of, you know, you can't just kind of conjure. Yes, I I I found that uh, frustrating element of the discourse as well. That because I mean, yeah, it's it's a reasonable point that arguably England are never going to get a better or they couldn't ask for a better chance, a, bit, a better opportunity to win in India because yeah, India are not at full strength. There's no Kohli, there's no Rishabh Pant. You know, hasn't been mentioned very much, but. You know, is obviously um, a world class player, and yeah. So there's lots of reasons why this feels like well, this is this is England's chance. But is that a little bit like saying, you know, Manchester City aren't having a great season? So this, you know, really this is Fulham's best chance to win the Premier League. It's like, and I mean that's the exaggeration. And England may yet get something out of this series, but it's like it is not as like it's not as simple as that. Like it's it's nonetheless 
even if India aren't quite at full strength, it's unbelievably difficult to win. Like they're a very, very good team. And in those conditions, it's a huge challenge for England. And nobody's like no team has won or even got close to winning in India for well over a decade. And you know, the last team to do it wearing, but when they had far better spinners than they have now. Um, and India weren't as good a team then as they are now. So it yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, I think ultimately, as we said in the preview, like what what the, the sort of basball skeptics and now kind of you know the the people who turned on it, what would they rather have England done going to the series? Play the you know, quote unquote the brand of cricket that has brought them an unbelievable amount of success and and you know and and kind of unprecedented in an unprecedented style over the last whatever it is twelve to twenty four months. Um, how long is it? <laughs> I don't have lost I think basball has been going on forever. Yeah, it's sort of like. Three to twenty-eight months, would you say? Do, would they would they have wanted England to do that, or just to kind of, you know, for want of a better word, regress to, or sort of you know retreat into their shell a bit and try and play the kind of cricket they might have done in the past? And you know, they could well be three 0 down by this point with 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 literally zero hope and kind of been, having been sort of ground into the the dirt as it is. They've been grounded to the dirt, and everyone's got a grin on their face and thinks we can win it three two. So that's, you know. All in all, as far as you know, you can only do so much with what you've got. It's still a much more, much more preferable position to be in. I mean, ask me that quite. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll I'll revisit this in two tests time. But yeah, and you know, again, we've probably you know some would say we've drunk the basketball quality, but like in the second test when England was set, you know, what was it, four hundred plus to win? We genuinely thought that there was a chance that they could do it. And that is because they they've made us believe that. And as you say, I, like fan, like England fans are just so much happier watching this. That and the, this, I, I have to say, I found it quite infuriating. The yeah, so we go. <laughs> the the chat in in the aftermath of this, and there's been some absolute drivel spoken by. The likes of not to name names, but the likes of Vaughan, Agnew, and others. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of, of course, this this game did not go well. But the idea now that this has shown that basketball doesn't work, or that you know, it only like as soon as they come up against a good team or good bowlers or tough conditions, you know, that it's been exposed. I think you know, Agnew said it's at a crossroads now. I mean, what what do they what do they actually asking England to do, to go back to playing they were the way they were under Silverwood and Root. I mean, it's very easy to forget now. It would seem that some of these commentators have forgotten, and it is less than two years ago that England were at rock bottom. And like we genuinely thought this is, this is a, a generational challenge. They transformed it overnight and have played... I mean, you, you know, it, it took me a little while to get on board with basketball because... I thought at the beginning, there's no way that you you simply can't play this way in Test cricket. You, you might get away with it for one Test, two Test, but at a certain point, you will you know you will hit the rocks of of reality. But it's it wasn't just one or two Tests. They 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 have played this way and made it a success and sort of proven that they that it can be done for two years against many different teams, including. India before, albeit only in one test, but against some of the best bowlers in the world and and Australia, South Africa, New Zealand, it you know it is not a, an anomaly. It's it's not a blip. 
Um, and as you say, Tone, they've been unbelievably watchable in doing that. It is appointment viewing, certainly every time they go out to bat. And yes, it will go wrong sometimes. And it's it's kind of a made it's surprising um, that it hasn't gone spectacularly wrong until now. And it may well go spectacularly wrong in the next two tests. It's very, very possible that this will end up 4-1. But even then, I don't think that will be a failure if they carry on playing this way. Like, as we say, it's so hard to win in, in India. No, like, no one was expecting them to get a result coming in here. So if they don't, that's not to say, like, yeah, of course, they could be more adaptable and they perhaps could have approached that innings differently, you know, the, the fourth innings of the game. But they, they, they weren't going to chase 550 by going into their set. Like, obviously, they could have tried to play for a draw, but that's about 140 overs or something. Yeah, as I said, I, I do think they could, have been, they could have been a bit more adaptable in that situation, but come on. <laughs> let's, let's just not forget how bad they were not that long ago. It was five minutes ago that they were, you know, they were losing in Australia in just utterly dismal fashion. Yeah, it, it's not like, oh, they can do no wrong. There are, you know, there are things that, as you said, say tactically or whatever, that they can do better. But anyone suggesting that they need to rethink their whole approach, I, I, it's just beyond me. It's baffling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to give it, England would have to go on a, an unprecedented run of defeat now before you'd start to say, well, may, yeah, maybe this is now this experiment is over. If it even you know, if it is an experiment, what did you make of a Joe Root shot that's, that sparks a lot of debate as well? It was obviously out reverse scooping in the first innings. Just it was, well, one. it was an unbelievable catch for one. Yeah, true. Because that came that was came pretty quickly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not quite as angry as, as, as some others. I don't think you, you. Yeah, I don't think Root necessarily needs to be doing being quite as as uh buccaneering as he's tried to be or has been but if that's you know if that's the way he and the team and and the 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 leadership of that dressing room feel that yeah is the way he should be playing then yeah go for it i think i sent you the uh the screen, yeah this is phenomenal the screenshots of um shieldberry the cricket writer shieldberry uh someone had put on Twitter, these two screen grabs side by side. Uh, from the 19th of June 2023, Joe Root's reverse scoops kicked off the most dazzling hour of batting I've seen in 480 tests. Three reverse ramps inside the first two overs of the day underlined England's radical new approach to the test game. Uh, and then the next one, Joe Root's latest basketball shot is the stupidest in English test cricket history. Every run India score in their second innings will be a torment to Root because he knows that he should still be dancing. I mean, that kind of sums it up, does it? <laughs> that sums up this strand of cricket punditry. Yeah, quite. I mean, just thankfully, no one as yet has transcribed um, every single episode of the World Cricket Show and juxtaposed uh, my sort of <laughs> flip-flopping of opinions. So, uh, you know. It, it, it's a fair point, and, I, and it's true of, you know, of, of Vaughan and Aggie as well. And I suppose it's, and it's something that we've, being conscious of over the years say it's the say something syndrome like you have to say something uh, yeah, that's kind of your job and when you witness uh a defeat like that you know which as i say sort of seemingly an, an absolute thrashing it feels strange to then write in your column well actually England played quite well and there's not a lot to say really just keep playing that same way so i, I do understand it but 
I think we, I was thinking about this, like, I, I, I seem to remember us having this conversation quite a bit, sort of 10 years ago or so, maybe a bit more actually now, um, about, about Kevin Peterson, who in some ways was the kind of like proto Baz baller, like they're every, they're all KP now, you know what I mean? They're all, they're all playing on the KP. But I, I'm sure we had quite a lot of conversations at the time because he would obviously get absolutely slaughtered by commentators and in the press any time he played a stupid shot and got out. I, I don't know if we ever quite like articulated it in the way we would now, but I, I do remember being frustrated by that chatter at the time as well because it's like, well, like if you're going to applaud the audacious shots that go for six, you can't really then have a go at him for playing the same shot and getting out because the only difference is the execution. He's not executed it well, but the choice of shot is the same. And it's exactly the same for Reed. Like, yeah, obviously it looks terrible when he gets out in that fashion. But if he'd connected properly and it had gone for four or six, unless as a commentator you're going to go, that is a poor choice of shot. Yes, it's gone for four, but really that's pretty risky. You shouldn't be doing that now. Which maybe some would. And... If they, nah, um, no, but yeah, rubbish. None of them would. They would have all gone. It's extraordinary, you know. Yeah. Only Joe Root could do all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I, do, I do find that to be a bit of a nonsense as well. I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't look great, and he's clearly out of form at the moment. And you can make a case that, given he's so out of form, maybe he should be, you know, trying to be a bit more circumspect and play a bit more sensibly. But then that doesn't seem to be working very well either when he does it, and he's nicked off the boomer as well. So it, it's all a bit silly. I suppose we should talk about India. They play, they play quite well. Yushasvi Jai as well, two double hundred in this series. I think he's already scored more runs in this series than Sachin Tendulkar ever scored in a series. That's that is nuts. He looks a player for me. He looks very good. He does look very good. Um, it's, well, I've got more stats as well actually on on him because he also was that the most sixes in a match. But he hit twelve in the second innings. <clears throat> yeah, so twelve in the inning in his second. Torbid is double hundred. That is that equals the record for the most sixes in a test inning. And I mean, I suppose this is, you know, a, a relevant point in you know in in my de- a sort of counterpoint to my defensive baseball just now. Um, actually, India hit twenty eight sixes in the match, which is the most by any team in the test match. So they they broke the record, and they scored it more than four runs over. So actually, they sort of out baseball England there, but. But or does it suggest that you don't have to play necessarily like funky shots like Joe Root was attempting there to to just score at a very good pace there? And they sort of did it without drawing as much attention, maybe and they just played it like a bit more carefully. Yeah, it's possibly fair. I mean I think just you know, just to come back to the earlier point though, just you know, this is an exceptionally good uh exceptionally good India setup. Um on home soil, you know, it, if England do go on to win three two, it would you'd have to say you could already declare it. It would be the probably the greatest Test series victory. I mean, we'll see how, how it plays out, but um, you know, it would be the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's it's obviously vanishingly unlikely, um, yeah. and you know, you know, like like Boomerah is ludicrous uh, and. I just I don't know. I really don't understand how anyone can get through it over of him, um, let alone let alone score runs. But yeah, off we go on to the next one. What? 
Ashwin 500 wickets as well. We got an email about Ashwin, but we might have to save it for next time. But it was quite interesting. But yeah, obviously, he um, joining quite an exclusive club there. So, yeah, I mean, as you say, it, it's a world-class bowling attack. And as much as, yeah, this isn't, you know, if you are missing some key players, um, nonetheless, you know, that bowling attack, I mean, we were singing the praises of the England spinners after the first test, but as the series goes on, it does seem that you know, the golfing class, which before the series we would have we would have said there was a golfing class between spinners, and that is being exposed more and more. Obviously, England have lost Jack Leach as well, so they've got Tom Hartley, who you know arguably isn't first choice for his county, a 19-year-old in Ryan Ahmed, and Joe Root, who is a part-timer. So. It's sort of no surprise in a way. You put them up against Ashwin, Jadeja, Kuldeep Yadav. You know, it's it's a different ball game. It's a different Baz ball game. Exactly. And that's why I think, you know, to, to round this conversation off nicely. Um, Here we go. Okay, no, I, didn't, I, I, that, that, I That's, you know, part of the reason why you just can't draw too many conclusions after three A, three tests, but also just on paper, what we're, what we're faced with here. You know, I think you've got to, You've got to give England credit for having a go and, and and trying to do it differently. And you've got to see how it plays out. Yeah, and this is, it's as I think, as we've said about passport before, it's not just that they should keep playing this way because it's more entertaining. But it is, it's a much, like they have a much better chance of winning by playing this way. Because we, the, <laughs> we saw them play a different way, play the more traditional way before. And they were hopeless. So this is their best strategy for winning. And it might not work because India might be too good at home. Um, but I, yeah, I suppose I, I would just urge them, and I'm sure they won't, but I would just urge them not to listen <laughs> to the drivel that is being spouted and just, just to stick with it. Because, um, yeah, I think if they, if they try to change it, it's, it's going to go horribly wrong and be a lot less enjoyable for us too. Yeah, pin that on the uh, the dressing room notice board if, the, if that exists. What well, what I just said. Then. Yeah. Or, okay. Or pin the drivel. Pin, oh yeah, pin the drivel. Yeah, pin both. <laughs> Be shame for the drivel to make it not your your take. To change the name of the show, idea for a rebrand, the drivel. Which I think I've heard. I read that in a in a review on iTunes. <laughs> um. All right. Shall we leave it there? Yeah. Let's call it a day. Well, we'll cut. Obviously, we'll um, we'll, we'll uh, get together in person. At, well, depends what happens in the next test. When England win in dramatic fashion, we may rally round. But um, yeah, I suppose we'll get we'll get together in person at the end of the series and uh, and see how it all played out. Looking forward to it. But yeah, until then, I suppose that's that's about it for us. If you enjoy the podcast, get involved on social media. Send us an email. Welcome As you both they will happily mention that we've had an email and not read it out. So, <laughs> so uh, do you get involved there? No, we'll do. We'll, we'll we'll dive into the mailbag at the end of the series. Surely, <laughs> well, we're rapidly coming up on four hundred episodes, so we should we should work out what we're going to do for that. But I wonder whether we should encourage listeners to send send in voice clips and you know talk about how much they you know how deeply the show has changed their lives. Having sort of retained the name, I mean, it must be one of the longest running, if not the longest running cricket podcast. I don't know. What was around before? Well, I think we were the only cricket podcast when we started. I'm sure so, we were. Yeah, yeah. Sort of by definition, yeah, we must be. 
That's only what the local paper reported. <laughs> I mean, surely it's got to be worth like, an invite to some sort of dinner or... I think I sent you the link. Wasn't there a um, some sort of like cricket thinkers conference at Lords or something? <laughs> yeah. to, to ponder the future of the game. I mean, honestly, come on, get get us in the room. We should be in the room. Unfortunately, we're outside the room, peering in through the window. <laughs> Speculating. Whispering at the double glazing. Nose is pressed up against the glass. All right, well, on that cheery note, let's leave it there. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Cheery. Cheers, Dave. Bye for now. It happens to us Can smell your fear. Ba da da ba 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 da da ba ba.